All right, how's it going, team? Welcome to episode number five. Uh, today, we're just answering some user-submitted questions from you guys, the fans, the one that listen and support the podcast out there. Uh, first off, thank you very much for listening. Again, team, it honestly means so much to us that you guys want to listen to us ramble even more. Um, and thank you for even submitting some questions for us to answer today. Yeah. How are you feeling today, Jane? I'm great. Great. It's- Friday afternoon here, so we're going to make this one nice and easy. We've got Rusty sitting, you know, in the podcast studio with us, and here we go. Yeah, so for those that don't know, we are actually running a training camp tomorrow, uh, so we actually have a big weekend ahead, so we are kind of just taking it easy before we dive into the weekend of coaching non-stop for how many hours that we're doing. Yes. We do it because we love it, though. Looking forward to it, and so awesome all the people who signed up like they're going to learn so much from it and yeah we don't we don't take much away from it but we really do put so much into it so it's awesome to see you all invested in your training and wanting to learn more and better yourself as a human exactly and that's honestly the reason why we do it is because we want to see you guys get better at the sport that we love or the training methodology methodology that we love which actually leads really well into the first question so first question from team taylana Shout out you guys, well done, thanks for listening. Uh, what motivates you to coach? What keeps you coming back for more? I think it's it a great question to lead off of. Oh, what motivates you to coach? What what? Keeps... So what motivates you to coach? What keeps you coming back for more? The people, honestly. Like, 100% that. And, you know, like the individual people in terms of you guys and your personalities and everything, but just seeing people's journeys and like for me personally I think it's seeing people do things beyond what they thought was possible for themselves and break through those like barriers or limitations or whatever you want to call them of what they thought was possible and like you know I've obviously been through my own journey and I feel like CrossFit is an analogy for life (laughs) And you can say that towards anything, you know, like you get success in one area of your life and it flows onto every area because you're like, look at this awesome confidence I have that I can then take back to whatever, whether that's your business, your work, your family, your relationships, like maybe it gives you the confidence to go and talk to someone that you wouldn't and be like, damn, I just did a muscle up. I can fucking go talk to this person over here. (laughs) I don't know. So like, that's it for me. It's like, seeing those breakthroughs for people it's not even about like the pull-up or the weight or whatever it's about that confidence in themselves and that's what makes me come back for more mm, agreed i mean there was a period of time there where i was coaching every 5am class for i don't know how long and i hate getting up in the morning so for me to get up at 5am or even before that to coach means it's it's for the people it's for the methodology and it's for the progression that that people get out of it and yeah just giving back to like something that gave so much to me and for those of you who don't coach or know about like 5am classes it is so hard to coach a 5am class like you really have to you gotta be a special sort to get up and deal with people that are still half asleep and trying to convince them all right go row for a minute and get warm yeah so definitely the people and seeing those breakthroughs for them hmm And I guess what keeps coming back for more and again is just the people. It's all about the people. I think with coaching, like, it never ends. There is never an end point and that's what's so cool. Like, and everyone's at a different place in their journey. And so there's like a new sort of challenge or 
just something that keeps you coming back. Like it's different every single day. So exactly, I, I suppose like coaching can be like your own CrossFit journey. Like there's always something to get better at, right? Like there's nothing. There's never the roof. Like you're never gonna hit it. Mm-hmm. So like same with coaching, you're never gonna hit the roof. Like there's always gonna be something you can do better or improve on mm-hmm. to help out. And I think. And this is something that I learned very early on in my coaching, like specifically CrossFit coaching. Um, I will actually reference a Gerard from FRF CrossFit back in the day. So my sister used to own a gym with Gerard and he actually taught me a lot about coaching and he said, think about an emotional elevator. Okay. People come in on different levels. Some people like come in really high, like they've had the best day, whatever. Some people, maybe not so. Whatever the case, your job as a coach is to raise their elevator for the day. So whatever level they've come in on, you want them to go away. So if they've come in super high, you want them to leave on that high. So whatever you can do as a coach to help them feel better about themselves and their day, like I just think that's so cool. And that goes way beyond like technical, actual like CrossFit coaching. And I don't know, that's that's what I think can make a really cool coach. You can be the best technical coach ever, but unless you like get people... Yeah, that's where the the magic is, I think. Mm, I agree. Uh, Next question. What is one example when you've given someone a coaching tip and it suddenly clicked? Oh. Hmm. You go if you've got something that's on your mind. I actually don't know. Yeah, I I (laughs) guess there's like... You build up like your, your inventory of coaching cues over over time right like for for example like one cue for someone isn't always going to work for someone else mm-hmm. so like getting creative of how you cue someone is always a win so if you can find a cue that works for someone that's amazing i like i guess like the biggest like kind of wins i've had recently is with new members coming in and just seeing how to perform like a good kip swing and like saying something that's going to click like all right pull down on the bar tuck your ribcage in feet together toes pointed Little things like that mm. doesn't change a whole lot with their movement, but it sets up a good baseline for things like pull-ups and toes to bars and anything else, gymnastics mm. from the rig. Hmm. I think, I mean, there's so many. I can think a lot in terms of like nutrition and the clients I work with in that space, but one that I think helps people both with lifting and gymnastics um, that I see a lot you know it clicks for a lot of people is like tension as in like you're not gonna lift 100 kilos from being a floppy (laughs) like floppy floppy whatever so like and having that tension from barbell right through to 100 kilos or whatever the weight is right like it looks the same with the bar as it does with 20s whatever and just seeing them go oh hang on if I keep that tension the whole way through my lift I'm like yeah (laughs) yep and like that's just really cool I mean, there's so many. I can't think of any, like, major ones, but, yeah. Nah, there's always, like, little ones that will surprise you when you say it, and people are like, oh, yeah, I get that. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Really? Now you get that? Like, I've done like, this a few times with um, Olympic lists or deadlifts <clears> or something <throat> like that. Like, give an example of, like, a car goes from 0 to 100. That doesn't go from 100 straight away, so you have to, like, gradually build into mm. that speed. Same for barbell coming off the ground. You can mm. go 0, 100, well, not 100, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, first gear, second gear. And go through the gears to get the bar up. Yeah. That, that generally works with people, like taking the tension out of the bar first. I was about to say, if you're yeah. talking about deadlifts specifically, one that I always find, especially as females get heavier in deadlifts, say it's like a 1RM, I see 
sometimes they forget that the bar is actually going to bend before mm. the weight's going to move off the ground. That's a really good one. Same there's, with nails. So, there's so many though. There's yeah. so many good things. But that's a, is yeah, one. I'm like, you got to keep pulling. The bar's going to bend yeah. before it's going to move as exactly. you get to those heavy weights. Anyway, yeah. I think we can go through a million different coaching tips, but well, I think... Could yeah. be easy. <laughs> all right. Next one is, why don't you program crazy workouts for all your athletes? So, so I think this one's directed at Cullum. I mean, I, I do some programming too, but um, yeah, I guess I'll let him answer that. So, Just question first though. Mm. These questions, how did they come to you? You put something out on your story Instagram, sorry. and said... Questions. Just said, like, what do you want to hear on the podcast? Yeah, I just said, hit me up with some questions for the podcast. Awesome. Okay. So, so, yeah, why don't you program crazy workouts for your athletes? I guess we look at, like, what we define as crazy, right? Crazy, I feel. Um, I also know who this came from. <laughs> crazy is, like, I'm absolutely dying on the ground and everything is so sore and I, like, sweated so much and I'm so, so, so puffed. So what I'm hearing from that is constant intensity yes beautiful all right so reason why we don't program constant intensity is because the body can't keep up for one all right if you're doing you know intense 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 every day seven days a week 50 weeks a year your body wouldn't be able to survive this is yeah and like this is probably one of the common misconceptions or something where like i'm gonna say people go wrong i'm just bear with me We all think that, you know, every single day we should be at 100%. Mm. And that's actually not training. Like, Mm. part of training is practice. Um, You know, whether you're practicing the skill or you're practicing a different way of maybe pacing or breaking something up or whatever. I guess, like, going into a workout and just thinking, I'm going to smash myself isn't actually training mm. that's competing mm-hmm. and this is where the difference is right i think it's ben bergeron talks about this quite well he talks about practice training and competition right mm. and i think most of us some of us i don't know come in and they want to win every single day every single workout however do you is that training what is that making you better so like a really um, this, i'm taking over your answer but like <laughs> you can answer however you want <laughs> Um, I guess it's like, what are you trying to get out of that workout and, you know, train in that workout? We're not just training intensity all the time. We're trying to train to be better. Yeah, that's right. And so like when we think about crazy workouts, yes, they're appropriate at certain times. Sorry, Rusty's just discovered that there's another dog down the road. So he's gone off. Um, can I shut the door? Thanks. So when we talk about intensity all the time, it's not helpful. So when we look at our training days, we should have, you know, days that are moderate intensity, lower intensity, and higher intensity. So we have a nice, well-balanced training program. Um, so also other things that we can look at are, you know, modalities that we can perform. So within CrossFit, we've got our gymnastics, weightlifting, and monostructural. So we're not going to load up a week of just monostructural. We want to have that varied as well, which you know varies the intensity. Um, and also the time frame. So time frame does detect, does predict how intense the workout is. So for example, the class workout at Mount CrossFit today was a very short workout for time cap of seven minutes. So we know the intensity is gonna be high for around seven minutes. But if we look at like something like a Mekos triangle where it is a 40 minute long workout, you know, it's gonna be a lot longer with the intensity lower, but for a longer period of time. So a variance in, you know, modalities is always good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So don't always need to smash yourself. Mm-hmm. Short is good. Long is good. Medium is good. Yeah. Mix mm-hmm. them up. 
and know what your intention is with the workout like what is the stimulus you're trying to get and are you hitting that I think that's really key Mm. and if you're not sure ask your coach that's what we're here for what am I trying to get out of this workout how should I be breaking this up what's the purpose etc all right next one top five qualities that make a good athlete slash member now before we move on to anything I want to define the difference between an athlete and a member there is no difference they are the same thing if you walk through the door of a crossfit gym any gym you are an athlete yes and i'm gonna piggyback on that with a stacy sims does this really well um she talks about you know if you train you are an athlete so mm. you are an athlete mm-hmm. awesome <laughs> all right so what are the top five qualities that makes a good athlete oh. i got one off the top of my head oh no let me i better say one Co- coachability Nah, it's different to what I was going to say. Okay. Go. I was going to say the... How do I word this now? <laughs> uh, I would say the willingness to be able to know when to rest. It's a good quality of an athlete. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. You want to expand on that further? Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> so what that means is, kind of going back to the point before about crazy workouts, doing workouts... And resting are just as important as each other. Knowing when your body needs to rest is, you know, good to take. You don't always need to be in the gym every day. You can right, take rest, a rest day. Rest as in not be in the gym. Gotcha. I thought you meant in a workout. Oh. 100%. <laughs> yes, I agree with that, with you now. Yes. And I think I've definitely been there. You know, the more is better. <laughs> Especially when you start and you're having so much fun and you just want to do it all the time, right? And there's so many things to work on and, you know, you just want to practice all the things. And I think remembering that we get better when we rest and our muscles, that recovery is actually where the magic happens. Um, Yeah, I think, yeah, that's really important. So I'm just going to go back to mine in terms of coachability because that's a very, like, broad term. But what I mean by that is being able to take feedback... um, you know, as coaches, obviously we have, you know, a lot of experience and have coached, you know, lots of different people and stuff. But, yeah, someone's ability to take that feedback on and, you know, actually learn from it. Um, everyone can always be coached. I love being coached. Please, if I'm ever in any of your classes, please coach me. I love being coached. We all love receiving feedback, I hope. But, yeah. Coachability is a really big one. Mm, I agree on that one. Definitely, like, when, especially us as coaches, we don't get a lot of coaching. So when we have the opportunity for someone to coach us, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, like, that, that. I have seeked out a coach for myself so I can get better. Mm-hmm. All right. I have so many coaches in my life. Yeah. And so it's not, it's not always about, you know, physical coaching in the gym. Sometimes it's about mindset coaching or habits. You know, there's always great coaches to have in your corner. Yeah. Mind, yeah. Mindset coaches, eh? That's it. Let's not. That's a, a little... Um, I think another good quality that, that makes up a good athlete would be someone that is willing to work on the small skills to get to the bigger picture. Yeah. Willing to work on the basics. And, you know, we talk mm. about foundations a lot. Um, you know, if we talk talk about it in another way, it's probably like leaving the ego at the door, you know? Like, yeah, I'm a boy and I can lift all this weight. <laughs> um should you love that weight? You know, does that move well? Like, yeah. And some people you see just come in and like, oh, they're just a dreamed coach. And 
yeah, they're just like, yeah, I want to learn it properly. Like, I'm happy to just like stay with the bar and whatever. And so, yeah. Hmm. I, I'm going to say another one. I don't, we don't need one more each. Okay, one more each. Um, I don't know how to word this. It's something about, I was going to say take risks, but I feel like that's the wrong language. Play, like just enjoy the the ability to muck around and play and try things and not give a shit off about what people think. People go, oh, don't be scared to fail, but it's not failing. It's like you're learning new things. So mm. how do you think you're going to do them if you've never tried them before? Just like fall on your face. Like obviously don't oh, hurt yourself. But I you know, actually agree. I was trying to learn how to go from an L set on the parallel to a handstand the other day and I got from the L set to the turnover point and I was about to press into a handstand and I <laughs> And fell on my face and i sat there i was like oh well and, and i was like all right well i won't do that again well, and it's funny well maybe you should do it again like oh, yeah I'll, do, I'll definitely be doing them again i'm just like all right well i won't fall on my face next time i'll try and not do that way i, I think this is a big one and this is where we see like so many people progress or not progress if they sort of have this ability and maybe it comes from conditioning and you know past you know traumas around you know let's not get into that but you know someone's laughed at them when they did something dumb but like as kids we play how do you think kids learn things like how does a kid learn to walk they fall down you know however many times until they get there and I think as adults we're so worried about what people think just play like enjoy it like you walked into the gym to have fun I hope um and Mm. yeah I think yeah that makes a really good athlete of just like not being afraid to try something and care what you look like and know that you know the the by practicing and trying and just like if you want to call it failing you're not failing you're just doing it that's part of it Mm. that's how you get better yeah I agree and no and no one's looking at you like, and if they are, that's on them. Like, no one cares. You're the only one that cares. So stop caring what people think. And that's a great point. And that kind of runs into my my last point is if we're defining the athlete as someone that walks into every gym, finding balance in your lifestyle. Not everything has to be about the gym. You can go out and you can bloody have a whatever at dinner. You don't this need to is go out. A, oh, I mean, this is a, yes. And I think, you know. Just so, eat it. Fuck. <laughs> eat the damn cookie. Froth, frother crossfit heads you know yeah. <laughs> we get so obsessed in it and um i think sometimes and it depends on the person like if you are someone who is training for you know whatever they're called now semi-finals <laughs> or the games or whatever it's going to be quite different than someone who remember the first time you walked in that gym it was to better yourself mm. it wasn't to be better in the gym it was to be better at life and sometimes we can lose sight of that so yeah once again goal dependent but you know, we're training for life. We're not training to train. And yeah, goal dependent. Exactly. And, you know, just having that balance in lifestyle is a good, like, kind of outlet. Yes. You know, if, if you're constantly in the gym surrounded those people, it's kind of nice to get away from the gym. Have, if it was with have a hobby outside the gym. <laughs> if your gym... <laughs> this is our hobby. Is your <laughs> Talking about it. Yes. Well, I do lots of things. Anyway. Yeah. But, yes, get a thing outside the gym. Mm. Mm. it's like people who work all the time right like yeah. get something outside of work because if work's going bad your whole life is bad if the gym's going bad everything's bad so Just try something different yeah anyway, all right. move on next one common misconceptions that's it I know there wasn't many questions around it but I think she means Jenna thank you for and, this question I think CrossFit she means in general. common misconceptions in CrossFit which like early days in CrossFit there and was a lot now. of stigma around still now Oh, CrossFit's bad for you. You're going to get injured if you do it. And I understand where those misconceptions did come from. Looking at the stuff they kind of do, like, 
sorry. Keep, no, keep going. Oh, sorry. Um, looking at the things like we did do in the past, like, yeah, we thrashed putting out, kipping and butterfly pull-ups. And understandably that there wasn't enough, you know, foundation strength and conditioning to hold those positions. So we did get injured. Um, but I think we have become a long way now from that point where, of course, it's bad for you. It's going to make you injured. It's fucking bullshit. Sorry. But, um, and I think there is still like, <clears throat> you know, some misconceptions there that you have to be super hardcore, that you have to be fit, that you have to whatever. Um, but I hope that it is coming. It is changing. Oh, I but think so. I'm going to actually just read out a bit of a post because I think this summarizes it really well. Mm-hmm. This is actually by Alethea Boone and she is, I don't know, like 25 weeks pregnant at the time uh, now. And she did this reel and it says, the needs of a professional athlete and grandparents, or in my current case, pregnancy, differ by degree, not kind. CrossFit. This is what CrossFit is about. Yes, we have slightly different variations depending on the person and what where they're at, their life stage. And she talks about, you know, she's been to the games, what's five, seven times. Um, and we can all walk into the gym and do the same workout. And where it differs by degree, not kind, we'll still do the same workout. You know, her and pregnancy you know she's gonna scale some things back like maybe the movements look like slightly different maybe the loading's different um and i think that is a really common misconception that you have to be hardcore and you have to be fit um yeah i'll go today i trained with one of my friends grace and she is however much pregnant with twins and she did the exact same workout as me like I think her barbell was actually the same weight as mine. And she didn't do handstands, uh, wall walks. She did um, seated dumbbell press with the dumbbell sitting at the top of her head, right? So it's like a wall walk. She's simulating the same thing. So it differs by degree, not kind. And I think that is like the whole like methodology of CrossFit that people forget. Mm, and I agree. Um, yeah. Another one is CrossFit's too hardcore. <laughs> when it, whenever I talk to someone about CrossFit it doesn't do it but it's kind of refreshing but at the same time I don't really want to talk about it sometimes um, 9 out of 10 times like, oh CrossFit's so high core learning like tyre flips and stuff I'm like mm, well I haven't touched a tyre in years mm-hmm. but it is a good foundational movement is it hardcore to the outside looking in probably but is CrossFit hardcore and once again probably looking at the games and that's their perception of crossfit yes if i watch marathon runners at the olympics then running is hardcore mm-hmm. if i watch you know this <laughs> if i watch michael 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 phelps thank you michael michael phelps swim fuck that's hardcore yeah does it exactly. deter me from getting into a ball and trying it no yes so if we look at the top one percent of any sport yes it is hardcore and those people are professional athletes who get mm-hmm. paid for it so you know so just yeah, that's, yeah, it's not hardcore. It's normal. It's like any fitness regime out there, but better. Mm. Oh, <laughs> case in point. Look, we actually did this um, little family kind of workout for Cullum's family recently, and you know we could have brought them along to a class totally, but I think there was still you know a stigma of CrossFit's too hardcore. I can't do that. I'm not fit enough. They all loved it. And the reason why they had that kind of conception about it is because they've only seen me, my mum, and you, who are all quite competitive people around CrossFit. So that is their only reference point. They don't see the day-to-day people in there doing the work. They don't see, like, people like them that are 
you know, just getting in there to move their bodies. With an empty barbell, you know, with, we brought the box height down, like just certain things, like they were still rowing, like everything. So I think if you've got that still conception that CrossFit's so hardcore, walk into a gym and actually try it for a week before you (laughs) judge Mm. it. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. All right, last one. Getting outside of the gym, away from the barbells. So important. I love it. This is a little gripe of mine just personally right now because we haven't um, probably planned our life that well currently. (laughs) We definitely used to have at least one day away from the gym. And, you know, as coaches, it's so easy to go in every single day. Um, But I think getting out of the gym is so important, Um, you know, both mentally and physically we talk about physically in terms of like rest days and obviously the magic is Mm. in the recovery but then mentally like you want to if you find yourself having to drag yourself to the gym be like oh i've got to train just look at your recovery and recovery includes like how many days have you been away from the gym Mm. yeah you know i think barbells are overrated (laughs) i think that they're like in terms of this question, I think they're too much of a go-to piece of equipment to use yep. in a workout. When someone tells me that they're, you know, writing down a workout to do, can always count on there being a barbell in there, mm-hmm. which I, I get is fun, but you don't always need to do it. And mm. the fact that you're always doing it tells me that you haven't spent enough time on a kettlebell or a dumbbell mm. or for bag. And so actually, let's just touch on that. So, you know, at Mount CrossFit, we do proven programming and affiliate programming, and it is really good. And they have different levels and often level one will be you know dumbbells right um and level two and three will be a barbell and we have many of the level one people sort of saying oh yeah i can i'll do all the level one stuff but can i do do the barbell Mm. and so i actually explained to them there's a reason we do the dumbbell because you sort of haven't earned the right yet to you know move to a barbell and i say that from a place of like stability um you know like yeah just like a dumbbell requires you to actually really move well because you can't kind of get away with poor movement patterns because Mm. it works your core more like all those stabilizers and i think you know like yeah getting away from barbell is great Mm, i agree and then bringing back to outside the gym stuff i think it's so important to get outside the gym um there's been so many sunday nights where i've been sitting in the gym looking at the four walls and just thinking fuck i hate this place right now but like obviously my goal is different different I'm doing work but that yes. morning sunday mornings i'm generally outside the gym i'm walking up the mountain i fucking love it yeah. i'm like yep this is why i train i love this then i get back in the gym like mood comes out a little bit it's mm. a bit darker no one's there i'm like oh fucking dumb <laughs> <laughs> but you know and from a health perspective as well like nature obviously mm. has like great health properties but you know sunshine vitamin d like get out in there as much as you can i think so many of us as well are like so quick to um you know do our workouts all in the gym but a lot of you know the same things could be done outside of the gym or better mm. all right final question from me to you what's been your favorite workout this week i haven't trained much this week so that's a really <laughs> bad question <laughs> today's one probably would have been um what was today's it was a really short one so in my favorite time domain it was one two three four five with in between five four three two one um one to five squat cleans did it go that way one to five wall walks five to one squat cleans that was cool sounds good very Maybe. fast yeah. uh, medium <laughs> <laughs> that was meant to be it was medium nice 
Alright, uh, anyway team, thank you again for listening. It's been a pleasure to be able to put these on for you. Again, if you have any questions about, you know, CrossFit in general, coaches stuff, send them through. I'll probably put another little question box out of my story or Jane Wall on her story. And we can discuss it again. Until next time, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And I'll chat to you later. Bye.